Hey there, this is Don Immel, Superintendent of Pendel Ministry Network. Thanks for joining our podcast. I hope you'll find this useful for your ministry as you continue to lean into what God is doing in your life. Hey, Pendel, Don Immel here. I'm here today with Josh Schaefer. Josh joined our uh, ministry network team last year as our worship lead. And uh, today we want to just talk a little bit about worship in the context of the local church. So Josh, tell me, from your point of view, uh, what are some marks of an effective worship experience? Yeah, I think so many times in our churches, especially um, we're crafting worship experiences for the people, and worship at its definition is for God. Right. So I think a mark of a, a great worship experience would be crafting the worship experience, worship experience around what you know God is is desiring from us. Um, one of the prayers that I, I pray almost every week with our team is God, let this be a sweet sound to your ear, mm-hmm. not a sweet sound even to the congregation to ourselves, um, but God, let this be a sweet sound to your ear. So if we can mark our worship experiences as really lifting up Christ yes. and not for for that, I think that's that's a huge okay. mark on, on you know uh, making a worship experience. You know, and then also I would say I think worship. Anytime we gather as the body of Christ, there should be a transformational moment. Whether that happens in the service or they go home and a week later, there's transformation. So an effective worship experience to me sparks transformation as well. Okay, so first it has to be directed to God. Yes. That that should be obvious, but we sometimes we miss the obvious pieces. Absolutely, yeah. And how easy is it for us to fall into the trap of being Mm man-pleasers? Uh, and then secondly, that internally that we're transformed, we're, we're conformed more to the image of Jesus. Absolutely. Well, let me ask this then, Josh. How would you know or perceive that God was pleased? That's a great question. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I just thought of that. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, as, as you're developing that, is... Is the people on stage, is the pastor, is the worship leader, are they dissolving into the background? Okay, is is so God the forefront? Let, let me hit the pause button there because I've heard that before. I'm not sure that I know how to flesh it out. Okay. The pastor is the worship leader. So even though you have a worship yeah. team and a worship leader, yeah. how does how do you mean that? How does the pastor lead? Yeah, so I think as, as you're leading worship, I mean, I think one of the some of the most powerful experiences I've had is whenever we're not singing a song that is on a screen, we're not singing a song, you know, that someone else has written. You're writing your own song. You, you get to that moment where worship is between you and God, mm-hmm. and you you almost the people on stage disappear. It's yeah. it's you know th- those are some of the most powerful moments mm-hmm. when we're in a place of worship that's not. It's led there. It's developed. It's brought to the place by a worship leader or a leader, mm-hmm. but then it gets to that place where. You're lost in it. You don't. Right. You don't need the direction almost of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and how does the pastor factor into that moment? Yeah, I think that's the challenge that we all go through. Is how do we, how do we lead our churches in a way, and our worship experiences in a way that we do foster that? And, and yeah, I think that's that's what we're trying to do. So there's a difference I'm thinking between delegating and abdicating. Okay. And so as a pastor, I delegate maybe the musicality and the actual physical act of leading the worship. But I don't abdicate myself from the picture. Yeah. I'm still somewhat involved right. in the 
ebb and flow of what's Absolutely. happening between heaven and earth. Yes. Yeah, I think it, a worship leader, they're there to lead it, obviously. But if you can get to that point where the congregation is doing it themselves, yes. I think that's the, that's the job of the worship leader. Okay. Yeah. So w- what are some of the resources that uh, you're able to offer the network? Yeah, sure. We just recently launched a page on our website. Um, it has um, some resources regarding worship fill-ins or guest worship leaders. If your worship leader's away or you're looking for a worship leader, um, musicians are on there as well. So that's that's a huge resource. Um, we do have a Facebook group as well. It has um, almost 100 members in it now. Great conversation in there. Questions of what are some songs for Christmas or mm-hmm. what's I'm putting together expectations for my team. You know, what what are some ideas or what's what do you guys use? It's been it's been really really awesome to see each other not just myself share but just other you know leaders from around the district um, engage and interact in that so it's it's going really well cool one of the things that I've noticed over the years and I've been around for a couple of years I remember when it was a microphone a piano and an organ and a PA system was in a closet (laughs) you just went and turned it on things have changed now today there seems to be a higher demand on musical expertise and the musicality. How do you stay sharp and yet stay focused mm-hmm. on what's really the most important thing? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think um, through Scripture, Psalm 33.3 says, Play skillfully mm-hmm. unto the Lord. So I believe that there is a level of excellence that God mm-hmm. calls us to. And for each church, that may be different. You know, um, each church has a different level of skill amongst sure. them. But our goal is to offer the best unto that and develop that and continue to hone that craft. So uh, a way we do that is, again, just like keeping, keeping the focus. Are you growing in your craft? You know, and, and again, every level of church is going to have a different level of expertise there. Um, but it is. There's such a high expectation. But again, are we pleasing God? Are we lifting up our praise? And is it a sweet sound to Him? You know, and as long as I think we do that, one of the most uh, moving experiences that I've had um, in, in worship was a place, a lady in a church. I was on a missions trip in South Dakota, or yeah, South Dakota, mm-hmm. um, South Carolina, rather. And it was a PD Mindy. PD Indian tribe, and a lady walked up to the front, and she sang every note out of tune, but her presence, her, the atmosphere in that room, I was weeping, and I mean, I'm a singer, I, you know, you preach excellence, but yeah. I think the heart with what it's done, people recognize and see that, and if the di- desire is for excellence and to be pleasing to the Lord, mm-hmm. that's communicated. Mm-hmm. You know, my choir, I have a choir of 30, 40 people, n- very few of them are professionals, right. but when we sing, God takes that and transforms that gift. And people, you know, I don't know what it sounds like to them, but they'll come back and they'll respond, man, that was just so beautiful. And I think God takes those gifts and just, you know, he changes that excellence, you know, mm-hmm. gets behind us and uses what we, that gift we offer. And, and, and So I'm going to ask you for some advice. Sure. So I'm a pastor of a small church with limited musical resources. What's an idea or two to take my worship expression to a, to a higher level? Yeah, I think, um, especially in smaller churches, the tendency is people feel they're not confident in their giftings, especially, and they're glued to the music, you know. So just just encouraging your worship leader with a very simple start. Why don't you read a scripture in between a song and give a 60-second application to your congregation? Develop that pastoral heart, even with your worship leader. Um, That's something. And then behind that, you know, a lot of them aren't comfortable playing and singing at the same time while doing that. There's a great resource called core sound pads that, you know, you can 
to have an iPad app that just layers that little pad underneath you in the key you're playing and you can stop playing and just make that moment, transition it. The ambiance still stays there. It doesn't feel like the moment dies off. Okay. And then, and then you know, you can engage right back in again. So I think that's a great resource to help those flow moments um, when when a pastoral moment is required for a worship pastor or worship leader to do. Nice. Well, thanks for being with us today, Josh. And on your screen, uh, we have some uh, contact information for Josh. And, uh, or if you can't remember it, just give us a call here at the network office and we'll facilitate a connection there. Hey, God bless you folks. Let's worship the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, and I hope you found value in this podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe and share this on your social media as we build a stronger network together. God bless.